2: Want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, with no ads? Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at the slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. When is a better time to talk about how the bill is going to be paid after the first date to avoid this situation of a dude in Miami last week?
3: Why are we the bill?
2: Wow oh it's our first date, so I thought we should maybe go half.
4: I can't believe you made us split the bill. I mean,
5: you ordered an appetizer that I didn't even touch. Why do you think that I should okay, pay for it? Okay, but you
4: asked me out.
5: Yeah, I know, but you ordered something you that I didn't. You asked
6: me out. All
5: right, I'll
7: just take you home. All right, see ya.
2: So, they're having some tension, and he does what twenty five year olds do now and breaks out his camera and starts recording it <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the question really isn't because <clears throat> we've had this debate many times who's supposed to get who's supposed to pick up the tab? should we go halves on it? When do you have that conversation rather than assuming that because the person asked you out, they were going to pick up the bill because clearly time and time again, that doesn't work.
8: I think it's totally fine to talk about it on the date. Like when the bill comes out, just look at the other person and say, do you want to split this? I think the only reason there's tension and there's any kind of like blow up like we've seen in this video is the entitlement that I think a lot of people have going into a date. Well, I fully believe in chivalry and like I totally want a man to pay for me. I think- the way you respond to the splitting the bill tells me everything I need to know about your character.
9: I, I think it, it. the first date is probably when you should have it because of, like Abby said, the entitlement today. Uh, I don't. I think personally, if you asked for the date, whether you're the, the man or the woman, I think you should pre- be prepared to pay mm-hmm. for the date. But I don't think you should ever go on a date assuming that the other person is going to pay just because they asked either. So... I think you should pay if you ask, but I don't think you should ever assume that the other person is just going to pay for you.
10: But isn't it kind of mutual? Like, if you're on a dating app, you're both looking for a date, right? Or if you're on, you know, Hinge, Bumble, whatever, and you're going back and forth and you have some chemistry, regardless of who makes the move per- first, mm-hmm. like, if she said yes, like, <clears throat> that was that was the stipulation of being on the dating app is to find somebody to go on a date with. So for the first date, um, if you want to split, I, I mean... I think she's in the wrong.
2: I I always just assumed I was paying. And if she insisted or she suggested it, I was like, you get the next one. And then I got the second one. And then (laughs) then probably the third one. And negotiated my way out of it because that's just how I feel about it. But um, is there any chance that it should be discussed before you guys actually go out on the date? Could she say like, hey, I just want to let you know we're splitting this one or say, like, I don't expect to pay for this? No,
10: I feel like the assumption should be you're going to split the bill, and then if he picks up the tab, then that's a pleasant surprise. I completely agree. I always offer to split the bill, and then I do that back and forth where I'm like, oh,
8: you're going to pay? Okay, and then he pays. Yeah.
2: Okay. So, Julia here has a different dating scenario. She's wondering if she should continue to ditch this guy or date this guy, because she just found out the new dude used to date the boss's daughter. (laughs) All right, so ditch or date this guy. What's going on with him? Okay,
6: so I recently met this guy while I was out with some friends, uh, and I I thought we had, you know, instant chemistry. Um, Right before my friends and I were about to leave, he asked me out. Of course, I say yes. We went out just this past weekend, and we're supposed to go out again. Uh, I really, really like him so far. We had a great first date. There is one potentially large, issue, though. Um, during the day, we were talking about our jobs, and I mentioned the name of the company that I work for, and he says it sounds familiar. Um, so later that night, after the day he drops me up at home, he texts me to say that he figured out why the company sounded familiar, and he said his ex-girlfriend's mom works there. So I ask her name, and it turns out that my boss he is the one he's talking about. Is her daughter's ex-boyfriend. Uh, he, uh, sorry, he is her daughter's ex-boyfriend.
2: Her, I'm trying to do this minority uh, report thing where oh, <laughs> all the scenarios are playing out in front of me. Uh, okay, so there's definitely a tie-in to the boss here.
6: Yeah. So from what I recall hearing, they had a terrible breakup. So now I'm nervous that dating him will affect my job, and I'm just wondering if this is a risk I should take. Hmm. Hmm. Julia, when you say a horrible breakup,
8: like cheating, what, ha- what happened there?
6: He didn't say about cheating. Uh, he didn't say anything about cheating on either side. So I don't think, I feel like he would have mentioned that. I don't think that's it. But it definitely was his choice. It was definitely not uh, an amicable breakup. And I feel like just out of protection for her daughter, I'm going to assume that my boss is still pretty mad about it. Hmm. And I'm just worried that if she got wind and she knew that I knew, that would put me in
10: jeopardy at my job. And I don't know if it's worth it. How would she get wind? On the other hand, we had such a great first date. How would she get wind? I mean, if you think about, like, a typical, like, work environment, it's it's none of your boss's business, you know, who you're dating. I mean, it took us, I, I don't know how long, before we finally figured out Moe's lady's first name. Like, we never would have <laughs> known who she is.
7: got
9: move smart out
7: here. Exactly, right?
9: <laughs> so,
10: I mean, and... If you if you just are protective of the relationship and you know keep it and and I know with social media and you want to post pictures et cetera and I get that stuff but if if she's lurking and she brings it to you that's that's inappropriate conduct from your boss at, at your place of employment
2: and it's a first date here I I, I wouldn't even stress about it yet yeah. C- continue to go out and worry about it later if it gets that serious but. If the first date went so great, which Abby has told us before, that's rare, (laughs) (laughs) then go for it and see where it lands and worry about it later.
8: Yeah, just enjoy the the fact that you had a great first date. must be nice. And, you know, I I think the only time you have to worry about it is if he ever hard launches you, which, oh, you ever get to that point. You just need to be celebrating. And if it gets back to your boss and she makes a big stink, then we can cross that road when we get there.
2: Yeah, don't worry about it right now. Go live your life. Okay. Okay.
6: Go
8: okay. have fun.
2: Go All have right. fun.
6: All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye-bye. The Burt
9: Show. Katie and I came up with this game called Who's Really the Catch? And <laughs> it, it, you guys are still stuck on
2: this Simone Biles thing. Well, yeah, because <laughs> I thought that—
10: Notice whose name you remember out of that uh-huh. <laughs> and the persons that you don't.
2: I, don't. I don't know that wide receiver's name.
10: Exactly.
9: And I only know his name is Jonathan Owens because we did a trivia on him last week, okay. and I remembered his name from that. But when that story, for those who might not have heard it, broke, it became a big deal because Simone Biles uh, is married to this man whom a lot of people did not know who he was, but he became a little more famous. He's an NFL player, but he did an interview, and in the interview, he stated that he is the catch in that relationship, and there was obviously a lot of debate on that. Now, for those
2: of you that aren't into pop culture or sports and you don't know who Simone Biles is, she's essentially the goat of gymnastics. Exactly. does better than her. No. She's
10: the highest decorated gymnast of all time.
2: And he's a... Uh, is he a backup wide well, receiver? I don't even know who he plays for, dude. I, I, I don't know.
9: I don't know who he plays for. <laughs> I don't know what position he plays. I think he's a receiver. But either way, it was widely recognized that Simone Biles is the catch in that relationship. And it's not even close. <laughs> and he took it even a step further and said that he believes that the man is always the catch in a relationship. Oh, boy. Which oh
10: he mo- doubled down on this
9: nonsense. He did. And now Simone is happy. So regardless of how we feel about that relationship, we had to let that go. But what we did not have to let go was bringing up other celebrity couples and determining who is the catch. Ooh,
7: uh, okay. we love this. And for those of you guys that don't, this right. is good.
2: Um, Mo and Katie do a podcast called In the Moment, where you can catch it anywhere, and it's on the Pioneer Network, which legally and pridefully, I'm going to tell you, is on my network, the Pioneer Network.
9: So when I brought this to the table with Katie, I genuinely thought, like, this wouldn't even be good for debate or discussion, because <laughs> I thought we would agree <laughs> on the majority of these, because a lot of them seem, you would think, like, so obvious, but... I found out very quickly that we disagree on quite a few of these. (laughs) Okay, let's go. So I figured I would bring some of these couples to the table and we can dig in. And if you guys think of couples that you want to throw in there as we're going, feel free. Okay. So I'll start off with Jay-Z and Beyonce. 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 Thank you. Beyonce. I ain't mad at Beyonce. I just feel like y'all saying it's a little too fast. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all acting like Jay-Z ain't accomplished nothing. Did you listen
10: to the Lemonade album? Yes. He cheated on her.
9: Yes.
7: She's allegedly.
2: Allegedly. She's
7: the allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> you know Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> all right, I'm not mad at I feel
2: like that's a push right there. <laughs> no, it's not. It feels like a push. <sighs> no, it's not. This dude is like I, one of the greatest rappers of all time.
10: I think
9: it would be a push with anybody else, but because it's Beyonce, I, I understand giving it to Beyonce. I do. Hmm? Uh, Point to B. Okay. <laughs> Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift.
10: Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift.
9: Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift, okay, no no disagreement. Everybody there. in agreement on that one. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, shouldn't need him. Russell Wilson in Sierra. Sierra. Oh.
2: Uh, this year, this year, <laughs> this year. <laughs> Based on his past performances, I would have said him. This year, it's, it's her, she. She's the catch.
10: Yeah. Uh, uh, the, can we say push?
9: No. Damn it. Nope.
8: What I love about them is they do feel very evenly matched. And I yeah. feel the same way about Taylor and Travis. Like, yes, Taylor is the catch, but they're evenly matched. But
0: I'm going to go, I'm going to go Sierra. Who'd you take? I said Russ. Did you really? Yeah.
2: It's got to be Russ. Yeah. yeah.
9: It's Russ. I said Russ. <laughs> Sierra ain't won a Super
2: Bowl. Yeah.
10: yeah. I, I got I to say Russell Wilson. I'm going to be <laughs> working
2: Russ. on his third team in three years. I don't know, man. <laughs>
9: That's <is> true. <laughs> She's becoming the catch every day, though. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. That's oh, another good wow. carry. the catch.
8: I'm going Ryan Reynolds. And I love Blake. That's not like a hate comment. I love Blake.
2: I have Ryan Reynolds. I, I went Ryan Reynolds.
10: Ryan Reynolds. Blake Lively. Yeah.
2: Wow. I, don't know. I right. want to get back to Travis and um, Taylor for a second.
10: Okay. <laughs> I always talk about them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you, I, you don't think Taylor is the catch by far and away
8: in that one? Um, well, here's the thing you're, it's just, it's kind of like comparing apples to oranges. You know what I mean? If Travis was another pop star and they were like sort of on different levels, like Taylor's ex-boyfriend was an actor, and she was by far the catch in that relationship, even though they were both in the entertainment industry. Travis can't get any higher where he's at. He's the best tight end in the league right now. So he's a catch, but, like, he's reached the ceiling. Do you know what I mean? So uh-huh. I feel like they're evenly matched, but that's only because he can only do so good. Okay.
7: All that right. makes sense.
8: Yeah.
9: Eva Mendez and Ryan Gosling.
0: Ryan Gosling.
9: I don't know. I'm a fan
2: of hers. I know. I am, too. I don't know.
10: Eva Mendez. Cause mm. I don't think, because I remember his, one of his acceptance speeches and he acknowledged her so much and said he would not be the actor he is if it wasn't for his wife's sacrifices. Mm. But I think he's the catch because he acknowledged it. Oh,
0: geez. Ding, ding, ding. That's what I would go with. It's It's got to be.
2: I'm going with her because she's right.
9: Latina.
7: <laughs> That's <laughs> it. It's not bad.
9: That's it. Uh, it's funny you brought race into this because here's where Katie and I really battled it out. And I'm curious as to who y'all think won this one. MLK and Coretta.
0: Oh, oh I am not <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Coretta. Coretta! Coretta! There's no way. Coretta is the catch. There's Coretta. no way. Behind every good man is a good it, woman, and she was behind him. It, it is not Coretta Day, him. it's
9: MLK
10: Day. Why does MLK Day exist? Why does MLK Day exist? Well, because of what he did for civil yeah. rights. Coretta made it happen, man. <gasps> <gasps> Coretta, Coretta, Coretta. Coretta. Hey, yeah.
7: you see this? Yeah. Hey.
2: When no I way. Get, when I get a day off for Coretta Scott King, that's when I'll say Coretta Scott King. <laughs> Go. The Burt Show. Shut up! It's none of your business. That's what Cassie wants to say to a bunch of her friends right now. Shut up! None of your business.
4: And I don't know how to say it, which is weird because I don't want to come off as preachy or like condescending to my friends or sort of like the rule enforcer. But I feel that some conversations that are happening about another mutual friend are just really inappropriate. And what it is, is they are speculating about my friend's sexuality. She's part of this big friend group. I'm probably closest to her, but we've never talked about her dating life. And that's fueling the rumors. And you know how you have a friend and if they don't really bring something up or talk about it that often, you just don't broach the subject. Like I remember once being like, how's dating going? And she's like, eh, fine. Mm. And I was like, oh, are you on the app? She's like, kind of. And I just got the vibe she didn't want to talk about it. And I'm like, that's totally fine. You don't want to talk about it? We don't have to. So all my friends are like, hey, I think that she's gay because she's not saying anything or she's bi. And I'm like, well, who cares? That's like, a
2: hell of a, a, a jump to a conclusion right there. Well,
4: nobody's ever met a boyfriend of hers and other people have like dated and gone through breakups and she's never oh, mentioned it. She doesn't update her profile, whether or not like, and I'm like, uh, okay, that's cool. That's her business. Maybe she's asexual. Maybe she doesn't like anybody. I don't care. Like that's not what we bond over. We bonded over music and movies and that's what we talk about.
2: If she's not upgrading her profile. She definitely get.
4: <laughs> well, they think <laughs> she's, she's hiding something, uh-huh. which if you're my age, there was a stigma when you were younger. And for a lot of people there still is, if we're being honest. Um, and so, when the, they ask me this, I say, I don't know. We don't talk about it and just leave it at that. And like, well, you have to think that she must be gay. She's hiding something. And I'm like, you know, it's, I, I'll say it's really none of my business. If she wanted to tell me that, she would. So there is no use speculating about it. Like, I'm trying to be nice in the way I'm saying, like, I'm not interested in talking about that without being holier than thou on my high horse. Like, we don't speculate on people's sexuality. Like, <laughs> come on. And then they pops up again, and they're like, do you think, I'm going to call her Brenda, do you think Brenda is dating a woman, blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, guys, I don't want to talk about it. I finally flat out said, I don't want to talk about it, which unfortunately fueled the rumors again that it's true, because it made it seem like I know something that I don't want to discuss. So I don't know how to nicely tell my friends, who are just talking about, there's nothing bad in the way that they're talking, they're not slamming it, but It's not their business, and I don't want to be part of those conversations. And I haven't told our mutual friend, Brenda, any of this. And I don't know how to put a stop to it because it is like the juicy, hot goss of this friend group. And I'm like, it does not matter. What are you going to do if Brenda is gay? Um, Oh, what? what?
2: Isn't there like a line or two that just shuts this whole thing down anyway? Uh, Which is, when she's ready to tell us, she'll tell us? That's pretty much it, right? If
4: if it is indeed true.
2: Right. Yeah.
4: Well, I've said... If she wanted to talk to me about that, she would. Like I've said, I've tried to drop hints without being that person. And at this point, I'm just going to have to remove myself from the group chat, which is going to look like a huge middle finger because it'll say, Cassie removed herself from the group chat.
2: So um, let me try to be a critical thinker here and just see all sides, right? Which I'm terrible at. Um, (laughs) Just kidding. Um, Is it any different than if she was seeing somebody... But didn't tell anybody who she was seeing. Wouldn't you guys be just as curious on who that person was as her sexuality? Yeah,
10: if this was a close friend, like you know, I have like different group um, girlfriend texts, right? So different um, different group chats. And if one friend was dating somebody, doesn't matter the sex, but we felt like they were hiding something, we would probably be like, mm-hmm. what's going on with It would so drive us though? crazy. Right. Like, you
7: don't want to Do you know. you think
10: she's seeing somebody? Do you? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I get where it takes a different, not that it's apples and oranges, but it does take a different spin. Not even spin. It is different when it's involving somebody's sexuality because that is such a personal. Journey,
2: and there's so much more uh, possibly on the line, right? Than there would be just who knows who who she is dating in the office, what quote unquote guy she is dating in the office. There's a real risk.
10: There's more weight to that than just if they are or not dating a certain person. Right.
4: And it's not the questions, because I would expect any friend group to, like, like Kristen said, if someone's dating someone secretly, of course you're going to be like, oh, do you know who they're dating? For me, it's the weird obsession that it's mm. turned into. Mm. And me constantly saying, if she wanted to tell me, she would. I don't want to talk about it. Like me drawing lines in the sand that I think are friendly lines and them being crossed repeatedly. It's one of those instances where... They have to be the first to know, and they have to mm-hmm. be the yeah. first
7: one to
10: get it right. So like,
9: I right. told,
7: like, told you told so. you. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that
10: irks me to no end. I
9: feel like in every friend group, there are friends that are like those, and then there are friends that are like you, and it's the same in mine. Like, I'm more of the Cassie friend. I don't really get into my friend's business unless they ask me, but my other friends are constantly trying to figure out what's going on in everybody's life. I really don't think you can stop that. Like, that's just something that they're going to always do.
8: Yeah. Well, it starts to feel sort of like bully ish. Like if it's one thing to have the conversation once, like, isn't it weird that she doesn't talk about her dating life? You have that conversation once, but then it if it happens over and over and over again, then it starts to feel not malicious, but I, I totally know what you mm-hmm. mean in terms of like it feels icky, like why are we now all ganging up trying to find this information out? Yeah.
2: Will you totally rattle the group if you guys, if you say, I'm just not comfortable even speculating about this guy, I'm gonna back out of this.
4: I, I think I'm gonna have to at yeah. this point because it's just taken a weird turn, yeah, and I don't weird. want my friend Brenda to find out because that feels weird. So I think I'm just gonna draw that line, and then if they don't respect it, I'll just bounce from the group. But do you think she is? The
2: Burt Show. I, too, would agree that this is one of the most cringy videos I have ever seen. It's only about 30 seconds long, but, man, was it uncomfortable to watch.
8: It's cringy, but, honestly, it's icon behavior. So, P1 listener Charles sent this to me. It's from an account called Fresh Styled, and it's this video of this woman who has a clearly homemade cake that she's lighting candles on, and it's captioned, When your mom finds out your stepdad messaged the woman she hates Happy birthday.
5: Can we sing happy birthday
6: to
8: me? No. We're going to sing
6: happy
5: birthday to daddy's girlfriend Kelly. Uh-oh. Because he messaged her happy birthday on Facebook. Mommy went there to phone. So she must be like family, so we're all going to sing to her. You ready?
10: Oh, my God. Mom, I'm crying. Happy birthday oh. to you. Oh, the kids are there.
7: Yeah. You know what I and thought you were about to do?
10: I think you're about to tell me you're pregnant Happy or something. There's like a birthday. am about to family. die. Happy
8: <laughs> birthday to you. Two little kids. And
6: blower.
5: Good job. You want to lick the icing? More
7: sick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so she went through his phone and saw that he, he said happy birthday to who she hates. Correct. Okay.
10: And baked a cake and had the kids gather around, lit yes. the candle, asked him if he wanted to blow it, wow. and then if he wanted to lick the icing. That yeah. It's
9: a different level of petty
2: that right there. That's next level right there.
10: I mean, I felt so I mean, kudos to Abby for passing along that gym. I felt so dirty when I watched it. <laughs>
2: (laughs) I watched it twice. All right. The question in this email here is, should he reveal he used to date men to his current girlfriend? Kristen's got the email.
10: Bert show. I could use some advice and I'd like to remain anonymous if possible. I'm a 25 year old guy and I'm in a pretty new relationship. What I need to know is how much of my past does she need to know? So when I was in college, I had two different relationships with guys. I went to a really small school out of state. While there, I was open to lots of situations and was really just trying to find out what was right for me. My open and experimental dating life was not something I tried to keep hidden while I was at school. Everyone pretty much knew who I was dating and that I was keeping an open mind. Fast forward to now, I've been out of college and back in my hometown for a few years, I've been on a few dates since college, all with women, but nothing turned into anything more serious until now. I've been dating this girl for about a month, and we've just decided to make our relationship exclusive. Since it has been, uh, since it has only been a month, we're still learning more and more about each other. While I want her to know, and like all of me, I am wondering if it is necessary to let her know about my dating life in college. I know most people my age are pretty accepting of all situations when it comes to things like that. However, I just wonder if she may feel a bit awkward about it when it comes to Mm -hmm. someone she is currently dating. I'm really not sure what I'm afraid of, and maybe I have nothing to worry about. I just fear that sharing this info might change how she sees me. Mm -hmm. But I also don't want to keep stuff from her. If she were ever to find out down the road, she would think I was trying to keep it from her. So I'd love to know how much detail a person needs to know about your past dating life. Thanks for
2: the help. All right. So for me, well, why don't you guys go first? Go ahead.
10: Okay.
8: Um, I, for me, like I, I want to know your past dating history because I'm kind of in the same boat with Mo. Whereas you know, in anything else in life, you always get a background check when, when you're making a big commitment. And so I, I don't think this is anything that you should hide. And I think you've really got to ask yourself why you feel some type of way about it. Like, do you feel shame over this? Like, where is that coming from? Because like you said, most people our age and our twenties are going to be very accepting, but it's definitely not something you want to keep from her. Uh, I, I think it's something that you should be upfront about so that if she is weird about it, then you can know as soon as possible and get out of there.
9: Uh, yeah, I think you tell her. I'm a fan of being honest. Yeah, I know how I feel about the past, but I hear the majority of people say all of the time that the past doesn't matter. So if the past doesn't matter, then why would you be ashamed of telling people about your past? I mean, and I don't even know why you would want to be with somebody if they wouldn't want to be with you if they knew who you really were. I think you should want somebody to accept you for who you truly are and where you've truly been and what you've truly done. So if you share your past and a person doesn't accept you, then I feel like you're better off anyway, so I don't think you
2: should hide it. I don't know where I stand on this issue anymore. I used to really feel like, hey, whatever happened in the past was the past, you know, and now your current is your current. Um, first of all, I think it's only been a month since they've been dating, so I don't even I, I don't even think you need to talk about this just yet. When it gets super serious and if you really consider like this is the person that is your person, then I might bring it up. I, you know, I, without getting into too many details, I've sort of been burned uh, over the course of the last couple of months by revealing too much from my past. And I do feel like, because I'm not proud of some of the things that were on my past and I shared it with somebody I really care about. And now I'm wondering, does that go on my permanent record? Like, no, this has never happened between us. But since you have that in your past, you kind of got a mark against you already. So would you even bring it up or not?
10: I mean, even a month in, is it not important how you identify Mm. like when you're dating somebody? Because I mean, by reading this, I don't want to assume anything. But from reading it, it sounds like he's bisexual. And I think that's important for the person you're dating to know. What your preference is and how you identify, but this was
2: back in the day, right?
10: But that doesn't matter that's, if that was back in the day. Okay, if, he's, if he's attracted matter. to men and women and he's dated men, maybe now he identifies as cis. You know what I mean? And that's that's totally fine. But I would like to know, like,
2: what is cis straight? Yes.
10: Okay. Um, I I would like to know, like, what? How? how I think that's that's important to disclose when you're dating somebody. I think that's important to disclose, like. In the beginning, like if you're pansexual, if you're transgender, if you're cis, if you're bisexual, if you're whatever. So
2: this takes us in a little different direction. But now I'm curious. Right. And I haven't had too much time to think about this. Only 10 seconds. So I would love to get Katie's opinion on this. So if he had experiences in college where he was with a dude. Right. And he has not since. What's the difference between being bi and experimenting?
7: Mm -hmm. Like, Uh, would
2: you classify him as bi now, even though this happened to him in his past and hasn't happened since?
0: Well, that's only a question he can answer. That's true. Exactly what Kristen said. Only he can answer that because it could have been just him trying to figure out what he likes. Mm -hmm. Like, there was a time where I said that I was bisexual because I was trying to figure out what I actually liked until I was like, "Mm, Katie, no, you cannot have a relationship with a man. And then I changed to, I'm just straight lesbian. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's something he hasn't answered. I remember Katie and I
9: had this debate on our podcast once and I saw it differently because, okay, like if you're, if you're going to accept that you can experiment and then go back and then identify as straight, right? So, so now you're straight, that's fine. But you experimented with members of the opposite sex in your past. Then what exactly does that make an actual straight person who's never experimented before? How can that be the same? Like, cause I would want to know that if I'm mm-hmm. being honest, that it's, I'm mean, like, I'm not judging you for it, but mm-hmm. if you are attracted to men and women, any At any point in your past, yep. and I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you, I'd like to know that that's a part of who you are. So why? Because okay. I think it opens up to different opportunities and um, circumstances that could possibly and potentially happen in my future that I'd like to be aware of if I'm making a decision to spend my life with you.
2: So Basically, what you're saying is the same thing I said. It sort of goes on your permanent record for now, even though it hasn't happened for years and years and years and years. But it's making you feel insecure in a certain way, even though this was in her past.
9: It. I don't know if it's insecure is the word. I just would like to fully understand exactly what I'm getting myself into if I'm marrying you. If I'm not marrying mm-hmm. you, it's irrelevant. But if you're the person I'm going to spend my life with... I would like to know what experiences you've had that may actually come up to affect us in the future.
10: And it wasn't like these were just like he experimented and like made out with a person or whatever. He had like full blown relationships with Mm -hmm. with these men. Mm -hmm. So I think
0: that adds another element. I think that he would want to tell her to figure out what type of woman she is, because I know a lot of women who will immediately not date a guy if they found out that he used to date men. Like, that's a big thing. So, to Mm -hmm. know she's his person. right.
2: Here's Sarah. Good morning. You're on The Burt Show.
0: Hey, guys.
2: Hello.
11: So, this summer, I had a really weird experience. Basically, I've I've always been a lesbian. I've always, like, identified as that. And I've always dated girls. And then I went on a trip this summer, and I fell in love with a man. And now we're dating. And the second that we started, like, you know, getting together, I disclosed to him right away. Uh Uh-huh. Because I, I wanted to see if, like, that would weird him out, I guess. Not that, like, I was ashamed of it. But, like, mm-hmm. if he was not going to be into it, then I... Or if he wasn't okay with that, then I was going to stop right there. Like, I wasn't going to go further with him because that's who I am. But I don't think that he needs to, like, disclose that he's bisexual. Because, like, just like we wouldn't disclose, like, if we're straight. Like, we wouldn't say, like, I'm straight, mm-hmm. by the way. Like, my past has been straight. Um, so I think it's just really, like, up to him if if... if it's going to bother him that she's weirded out by it, then she should
2: tell him. I appreciate you calling. So what's final uh, advice here? Be honest. Be honest about who you are.
8: Yeah, I feel like you can't go wrong if you're just honest and upfront about what your past is. And then if they're not the right person for you, then they're going
10: to take that information and run. It's
2: a bird
7: show.
10: If you're looking for somewhere to celebrate, whether it be a birthday or a graduation or an anniversary, may I recommend an Atlanta United match. So my husband and I just celebrated our seventh wedding anniversary. He is a massive Atlanta United fan. So of course, we decided to go to a match at Mercedes-Benz Stadium and had the best time. I'm telling you, if you're a super fan, if you're a casual fan, going to an Atlanta United match is a great way to celebrate. My husband got to watch a great match and I got to enjoy delicious wine. And I also may have gone to the team shop and got myself a new sweatshirt. I'm very excited about my new Atlanta United sweatshirt. (laughs) And kudos to Atlanta's fan base because every time we ride Marta to go down to a match, it is packed full of people wearing their Atlanta United gear visit atlutd.com for tickets and also for the
0: match schedule that's atlutd.com hey y'all it's katie here from the bird show pride unites us all and so does atlanta united that's why I'm giving you the chance to win a spot in the Burt Show's Pride Night Suite in celebration of Pride Month. That's right. Join me and the Burt Show crew on Sunday, June 2nd, as Atlanta United takes on the fierce rival, Charlotte FC, with kickoff at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We need to beat Charlotte, so we will be loud and proud. Believe that. Oh, and by the way, did I mention Atlanta United is giving away a one-of-a-kind Pride-inspired towel, plus a $5 donation to Lost and Found Youth, an Atlanta-based nonprofit that provides services to the LGBTQ plus youth, which is included with your Pride Night ticket pack. Remember, to enter for your chance to win a spot in the Bird Show's Pride Night suite, head over to thebirdshow.com. To guarantee your tickets and Pride towel, go to atlutd.com and click the promotional packs tab for more details. Can't wait to see you all there June 2nd at 4.30 p.m. Together, we are Atlanta. Atlanta United. See you there.
2: Are you looking for excitement in Atlanta? Well, you got it right down the street at Mercedes-Benz. That's where Atlanta United plays. And I've been telling you for years. It's one of the most exciting nights that you will have with your family. Soccer is different. It's just different than going to a football game, baseball game. There is no downtime. I mean, the excitement lasts the entire game at an Atlanta United match. And it doesn't even matter if you're really, really into soccer or not. I'll tell you one way to get into soccer. Just go to one Atlanta United game and you will get caught up in the excitement so much that you'll become a lifelong fan. I'm telling you this right now. I love bringing my son Hollis there. I love bringing his friends there. I know it's going to be a safe family event, and I know I'm going to walk out of there. I got some memories now with my kids. So don't look any further. You got one of the best soccer teams in the country right here in our own backyard, Atlanta United. Just give it one try, Atlanta United. You can always get your tickets at atlutd.com. The Burt Show. I am not sure that I have ever heard a more honest and a-holy conversation than I just heard in studio. <laughs> and I want to bring this to the Burt Show and to listeners who would probably love to do the same thing. You want to vent on the little things about your significant other that just absolutely drive you crazy. That is going to make you look like an a-hole, but who cares? It's the truth. One, 855 Bircho. We can put you guys on the voice disguiser. Uh-huh. We cannot with the people in studio.
10: So we're just going to put our a-holeness on display, eh? I,
2: I think it's. I-, I think every couple, after a certain amount of time, okay. feels right. the same way about their significant <laughs> others. And I don't know that you're going to feel like an a-hole. I think you're going to see seem very relatable.
10: All right. Cassie, you ready to unite?
2: You have to do it with the same vigor that you just did it with, okay?
10: You ready to unite our a-holes? Yes. All right. (laughs) So, (laughs) to become one big a-hole.
4: Coming to to Marvel, Summer 2025. I'll unite our a-holes if I can put it on OnlyFans. Uh, It has to be with the same
2: passion that you guys literally just did while we were in commercial.
10: It's going to happen. So, give you a little behind the scenes. Kaylee's in studio to talk about the next break. Which probably not going to get to because Bert's now doing this, <laughs> and I asked him, "Hey, how's your little one, Karen, doing?" Because he was out because she was sick. So he's giving us an update. He's talking about a cough, right? And that goes into Cassie saying, "Hey, you know, use honey, blah blah blah. That can be a natural cough suppressant, blah blah blah." And it keeps going. And I go, you know, he was talking how it's kind of annoying, you know, when your kids are coughing, you can hear them on the mon- you know, monitor or whatever.
2: So when your kid is sick, it's annoying is what you say. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Sorry. Especially at, well, I
5: think at that age. Well, I mean, at any age, really, because if I think about my three, my seven, or my 11-year-old, um, you know, they don't, you need water. Go get water. I mean, like, yeah. I've, we've told you a hundred times, but it's like when you hear that one little cough, you just think to yourself, Oh hell! Because you know it's going to be a night of just,
7: eh, eh,
5: eh, you're just like.
10: J-. Which then I felt it. I felt the burning rage inside of me, <laughs> <laughs> and I will release it again. <laughs> It's so sad because your significant other is obviously in distress because they are coughing or they are sick because they are coughing. So you would think a normal person would have empathy for this person that is coughing.
2: Look at all the staff members parading in studio to vent about their significant (laughs) others, right?
10: I have never been happier to be chronically single at this moment. But my husband, when he coughs, it is the most... Fingernails on a chalkboard. I told you, like, I want to punch him in the throat. I want to take a pillow and shove it over his face. I am like, I you, I should be a sympathetic person to be like, oh, babe, are you okay? But instead, I'm the a-hole over here like, do you need
4: some water? <laughs> it's because the cough is never like, <laughs> it's always...
7: <laughs> and I'm like, are you okay?
4: Are you no. dying? Or did you, like, just choke on a chili pepper? What's happening? And I'm like, little bitch, why are you being so dramatic? Like,
10: Take a sip of water. I like, am <laughs> like, like, trying to watch my show, and now I'm having to put subtitles on because I can't hear what the people are saying because you're in the next
4: room going... <laughs> packing up like a Victoria child dying of the plague in winter. Get it together. If you can't handle putting pepper on your food, don't do it. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Caroline oh, my God.
2: Caroline, our intern, you can't grab a mic here if you can't come with that kind of passion about your husband.
4: No, my husband can clear a room. So the first night I ever slept with my husband, he (laughs) farted like nobody's (laughs) business. And when I say he can clear a room, he smells up the entire house. From the moment he wakes up, he is farting to the moment our son is asleep, (laughs) he is farting. And I am... Over it. Over it. <laughs> it sickens me. And his mom is like, my mother-in-law is like, I don't know how you put up with him. How? How? Like, so he's been like that ever since he was a child. Oh, yeah. Just One time left and right. One time he in front of the children's choir preacher, and it cleared the whole choir right now. <laughs> 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 old, old, old. not in front of the kids.
2: Zed, good morning. You're a part of the Burt show.
5: Yeah, hey. Um, uh, so I agree with all, everything that's been said. So my <laughs> wife... Uh, She likes I I, listen, I love Doritos just as much as the next person. I love that cool ranch. But man, can can we just get a napkin and not uh 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 just the the typhoon suction power on them digits. The Dorito snacking. I mean, just get a nap and, and go get some more Doritos. Why do you have to suck your fingers like that? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Speaking of sucking, here's another irritating one. When it's the end of, like, an iced coffee... Oh. You're not going to get all the whipped cream up, so stop <laughs> going. T- <laughs> oh.
5: that's, that's me. My wife will. Drive, oh, it oh. drives her Jessie, nuts. At oh, one point,
4: me. I literally was like, I'm going to snatch it out your hand and throw it out of the window. if You do not stop right now. I don't understand how my husband,
7: oh.
10: it doesn't have to be soup. It doesn't have to be liquid. It can literally be anything, any food, any food. And he has to slurp it. <laughs> (laughs)
7: Off a spoon or a fork. I'm that person.
10: Oh, my God. And I'm like, why do you have to vacuum your food? You put this utensil into your mouth. You don't use your teeth to scrape said utensil. And you press your lips around it. And then you pull out the utensil. It is that freaking simple. Drives me crazy.
5: Zach, go ahead. Go ahead. My my wife makes insane like predictions about TV shows. Like this guy last night was, and it bugs it bugs the crap out. of me. Right before the it's about to happen,
2: right? She'll make a prediction yeah. on what's, and then if it does happen, she like gloats about it, right?
5: Well, yes, but it that, that it never gets there. Like this guy sounds three, and she's like, oh, he's gonna make a cross, and I was like, what? Where did you get that from? Like, there's no reference to that happening. Or, like, a child will show up, and she's like, oh, I bet he's adopted. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Where are you getting these references? (laughs) And this is all the time. And I'm like, this is – it drives – I'm like, I – I hear you. I I get the twist that you're getting at, but that is not what's going to happen. <laughs> I am that person. Is, that,
10: is, oh, she, is, she, ever, is she ever accurate? No. <laughs> <laughs> Never. No.
2: There was probably a time where he's like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah. And now, years later, Uh, good morning, Leslie. You're on the Burt Show. Hi.
3: Hi, Burt Show. Good morning. Good morning. I love my partner. Mm-hmm. But she lets her five-year-old nephew answer the phone all the time. So I might call and say, hey, stranded on the side of the road, have a flat tire, I'm talking to a five-year-old.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that was never cute for you, right? Never.
3: No, not cute at all. I'm having an emotional breakdown underneath my desk that work. And I'm talking to a five-year-old.
2: <laughs> 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 and uh, we will take Rio here on the voice disguiser as soon as they are put on hold. Put them on hold. Rio. Rio. How long does it take? I got one.
10: <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> we, we're, we're down some staff members today.
2: <laughs> Rio, good morning. You're on the Bird Show. Hi. Hello. Rio.
10: Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. How
2: are you guys? Go for it.
6: Yes, my wife does this. In the morning, she has bad sinuses, where she does like a snort, clack, duck. Like it, it's very loud. It sounds like a freight train. Try to, try to, she-
7: try
2: to emulate it for us right now, so we can feel how annoying it is.
8: It's a. <laughs> <laughs> He's in bed with Daffy Duck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: All right, Abby, the Instagram debates on unfollowing, muting, blocking. What do you got?
8: Yeah, my mom and I actually got into this debate last week where we were both (laughs) talking about how we fall into one or two categories. When you're done seeing somebody's stuff on social media, do you unfollow them? Do you just totally remove them as a follower or do you mute them? So I was surprised to see one of my favorite podcasts, The Toast, talk about this exact same thing. On my flight home yesterday,
1: I unfollowed almost 100 people.
8: Poor Kay. I just, like, was getting a little out of control,
1: like, a little willy-nilly with, like, my follows, you know? It just got me thinking, because before I would unfollow someone, especially if they, like, followed me back, I would be like, oh, this is, like, going to start a problem. They're going to think I'm, like, mad at them or I don't like them. And that's just not the case, you know? Like, not everyone's content is going to serve you at all different times of your life. Like, I don't hate you. It's just, like, your content's not for me. And you wouldn't want to hit them with the mute? But then I'm like, okay, we're really going to, like... Be, like, so phony and keep up because like you just don't want to follow someone and we're gonna tiptoe around people's feelings like maybe I, I don't know I just don't agree like with with babying everyone and then somebody messaged me and she like agreed with me she was like no turdy I totally feel this like I literally unfollowed you last year because like your content didn't serve me anymore and then I became a toaster so I refollowed you and like now I'm loving it I was like okay wait <laughs> <laughs> this can't apply to me wait a damn minute <laughs> but no like she's right that hurts though it hurts when it's like she threw that back in my face yeah but she's not wrong so my heart goes out to the hundred the hundred fallen follows we will be reunited we salute you (laughs) thank you for your service not
8: everything is meant to last
1: forever you know
8: so for me, I'm in the mute category. You have to do something really heinous for me to unfollow you, or you have to be so inconsequential in my life that me unfollowing you is, is literally nothing. Mm-hmm. My mom will unfollow just about anybody. Like, you look at her the wrong way in public, she's unfollowing you. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I don't need to see that chick anymore.
2: If it's a friend, I'll probably mute. But if it's just some content provider, buh-bye.
10: Yeah, I, I'm. I've gone through and I've like cold like it's normally one of those things that you do at the beginning of the year, like you're like a, um, like a early spring cleaning, and you're just going through all of your social media accounts and trying to tighten things up. And but I am in the same boat as Abby. Like you, you got to do something like pretty gnarly for me to like unfollow you, because mm-hmm. otherwise I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna mute you.
9: I've gone through phases with this. I, I definitely was once a blocker. I mean, we used to have segments on it the block party.
10: Back back.
7: <laughs> I used to block a
9: lot. but uh, in recent times, I've become more of a muter. I don't know why, but I do think people get satisfaction out of being blocked. So as opposed mm-hmm. to that, yeah. I, I mute more now., yeah. so
10: that's how I am on Twitter, formerly known as Twitter now X, but when it comes to Instagram, because I am so like I like I share a lot of my personal life and now my child. I have no problem blocking you on Instagram. The minute you say something or do something that is bringing a damper on my party online. nah, bye-bye. I'm blocking you.
2: So, uh, I got not chewed out. Um, but a couple of listeners DM to me when I was doing an ask me anything the other day. And they asked me why I was still following my ex and I had muted her. But my thought process was like, (laughs) even though we're broken up, I didn't want to offend her by an unfollow. So I just (laughs) muted her. um, because I didn't understand, like, the social etiquette by it. And they're like, well, she's not following you. And that's when I went,
7: well, I'm not following her. <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: but I didn't know it. I guess in a, in a case of a breakup, you unfollow?
10: I mean, you, it, you can. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you don't. I mean, that's why when it comes to celebrity news, I mean, like, <laughs> the minute Selena Gomez unfollowed Justin Bieber or vice versa, it's like, oh, my
2: God. Right. What happened? And there are people that notice that immediately. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Quick. Right. The Bird Show. <laughs> Awesome. All right. So, how do we, how do we even get into this? We were talking about um, Abby's new. Um, she's got new okay. no, nose energy. Okay.
10: <laughs> Like, smell, smell, know, smell nose nose energy. Yeah. All right, so let's let's follow follow the slut train here. All
7: right.
10: So, <laughs> so I told Abby because um, not once but twice on the show, dudes have thrown themselves at her. Right? Recently. Uh, recently. Because of the
2: nose. Post nose. And
10: and I do I, I say this lovingly because I we this is not a conversation to to slut shame. Okay. But I jokingly said to Abby, I'm like, girl, Abby, if you were more of a slut, you'd be getting all kinds of you know action. <laughs> Right.
2: First of all, there will be no slut shaming on this show at all. I endorse it. Yes. Actually, yes. <laughs>
10: yeah, no women figures for <laughs> yes. sure. Yes.
2: For my Dude. dudes, I endorse it. One hundred percent. No shaming. Yeah. Keep doing your thing.
10: And so we were we were talking about this, and then I off air. Which was supposed to stay off air, but I should have known better than to have this conversation in front of Herbert Weiss.
7: Mm-hmm.
10: Um, I said my, a friend and I were getting uh, pedicures, and we were talking about um, how we wish we would have had more of a slut phase. Right?
2: Seems like the perfect atmosphere to start talking about your missed opportunity to be a slut is when you guys are getting manicures and pedicures together.
10: We were just sitting in the pedicure chair, you know, and she's just this woman is slothing off all the dead skin off the bottom of my feet, and I'm like, man. I really wish I had a slav face. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and how does a conversation like that start?
10: I'm not going into that. That's an off air conversation, okay? So oh, we were. I'm really interested. Yeah. <laughs> in that. So, but that's, we, we, we got onto that topic and um, how we just would have experienced, you know, explored more and, ex, you know, been more exploratory and experienced more with more people. And so we're having this conversation. And of course, the number going to come up. Like we like, when do you wish you would have had this phase and how many people, blah, blah, blah. And let's just say she told me her number. And as soon as she told me her number, I looked at her and I'm like, I'm already
2: a slut. <laughs> <laughs>
7: oh, I guess I'm in. I mean, I we gone have first, to huh? multiply. <laughs> we have to
10: multiply your number by a significant number. <laughs> to <get> to, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't just a phase, Mom. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I guess I'm good. <laughs> so, and then.
2: So, your question off the ear to Kristen is the one that made me like, wait a second, this has got to be on me. What was your question? It was, it was interesting
9: to me because just the other day I was talking to my lady and she said that she was at a dinner with um, some women, some of her friends. And I guess the same type of conversation came up. And all of the women at the table are either married or with the person that they believe is their person today. So, someone asked, in this position of being married or have found in your person, do you are you satisfied with your past? Like, do you do you wish you had slept with less men, or do you are you okay with the fact that you had a phase? And she said it shocked her that only two of the women said. I, I regret it. Like I wish mm-hmm. I, I hadn't had those experiences with the men. Whereas there was like eight women who were <laughs> yeah. like, "Nah, I, I, I kind of wish I went
7: harder." And <laughs> like, well, What? Eat-
9: what? Did, like, what makes a woman <laughs> wish she had a, a more of a slip?
4: So, it, it,
10: because you either want to, ha- you wish you would have hoed it up or right. hoed it down, right. right? Right. And I, I wish I would have hoed it up a little bit more. And I think it's because, at least for my age and where I am now, and the acceptance of, you know. I feel like women's sexuality has progressed over the years and women have more freedom in that area and are less judged whereas i felt like when i was in my 20s it was it was more harsh mm-hmm. and you were you're were more harshly judged don't get me wrong those those judge those judgments still exist but i don't think they are as harsh as they were when i was in my 20s and i just think i held myself back because i looked at it like it was a bad thing to have sex it's not a bad thing to have sex it's not a bad thing to be intimate with another person and it doesn't make you less of a person because you do have that those and i I always, I kind of treated it like a bad thing and I wish, I wish I, I wouldn't have.
2: Just so you had more experiences?
10: Yeah, just more, yeah, different experiences, more experiences because we were talking about different, you know, we were just, yeah, there's, uh-huh. there's, there's what, uh-huh. there's varieties of things you, out there. Yes, there are.
2: Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So, Okay. I think I got what you're saying. <laughs> some
10: wear hats and some don't.
2: Gotcha. Uh-huh, yeah. okay. All right. So right.
10: you now, so it's just kind of like. If you lined up 100 women, we ended women, up with lovely pedicures. Yeah.
2: If you lined up 100 women, all right, so take yeah. Mo's sample out of it. If you lined up 100 women, how many of the 100 women would say that they wish that they slept with more people when they were younger?
10: I'd say like 75, 80%.
2: Really? Cass? You think so?
4: Yeah, I'd have to agree with that, too. Really? Especially if you meet your partner while you're younger. Yes. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Abby, you say the same thing? All my friends are
8: hoeing it up right now,
10: so I'm (laughs) not not a reliable narrator. (laughs) Uh, Are you just living and being a hoe vicariously through them? Yeah, I love their
8: stories. (laughs) I got too many standards.
10: I'm barely, I'm hanging on to
8: my heterosexuality as a thread. I'm I'm not here by choice.
5: (laughs) (laughs) The Bird Show.
2: There are some situations that we debated where you're not exactly sure if you're supposed to leave a tip or not, right? Like, if you're at Starbucks and they just give you coffee, are you supposed to leave a tip in a case like that? Yeah. You are. All right. Just going back there, pouring up my cup of with Joe and then giving it to me. You're saying no. I, I've, no, I don't go to Starbucks often, but I haven't
9: left a tip when I did. I didn't know I should.
10: Is it bad if I don't? I'm afraid to admit to it. Just did. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean I When they turn the screen around and it has the percentages, I always, you know, just, because it's like, yeah. it, like in all sincerity, um, order a cappuccino somewhere it, it's like it's like a twenty five tip or something like that and I'm like oh, mm. it's fine
2: Kristen and I have a friend that when they turn that screen around just uh, draws a penis <laughs> and, and I know who you're talking about and the people think that he tipped but he didn't he just drew a penis <laughs> <laughs> not where I'm going with this though okay so tell me if this is appropriate or not because this is not a situation that I've ever heard of before
4: I went shopping for my wedding dress like a week and a half ago and I ended up finding my dress at the first store that I went to. When I went to go pay, they flipped their little iPad around and it asked for a tip. Huh? I, I did not expect to have to like tip buying a wedding dress. So I'm just kind of like standing there trying to do math in my head because the dress is already expensive, right? And then like a 10%, 10% on like a $1,500, $2,000 dress is like another $200.
2: So do women tip on wedding dresses?
4: So I found this out when
8: I went wedding dress shopping with my friend and I was flabbergasted because we just went to like a normal wedding dress shop. It wasn't like something crazy high in like Kleinfeld and she got her dress and I think it was like a $600 dress or something and she came back with the receipt after buying it she goes... (laughs) You guys, there was a thirty percent service charge. Oh, so you're paying not only six hundred dollars for this dress that you think you're getting a great deal on because it was it was like uh, it wasn't consignment, but it was like a, a like a sample sale. And she was like, "I just paid nearly fifty percent
10: just to buy my dress."
8: What? Yeah, let the me get phone number out real
2: quick. If you're in this industry, is this uh, is this becoming standard? One eight five five Burcha.
10: Now, I mean, my husband and I have been together forever, but I just got married like six years ago. And that was not the case that I recall, or I may have, I, I, I'm sure I wouldn't have missed that service charge on my receipt, but now it, that's getting to the point, like, company pay your employees. Like, they're supposed to get commission off the dresses from the company, like, they That's
4: that's asinine (laughs) to me. Is
2: that how wedding dresses work? Like when you're in there and they're helping you, they get a commission if you purchase the dress. I
4: thought I think it depends on on the store and how the store operates. But tipping's out of control. I just saw a story come out of the grocery checkout, not like an Instacart, not delivery, just regular checkout. And they flip the screen for a tip based on the grocery bill.
2: All you got to do is draw a penis. What?
4: Yep. <laughs> I just, I, I'm with Kristen, like pay your employees. Yes. Uh, or roll the costs into the cost of the product because I think it's unfair to ask for a tip. I'll pay a higher cost if you need that to fund your employees. But let me draw two
2: things together here because this sort of doesn't make any sense to me. If you're going to Starbucks and all they're doing is turning around. Well, I don't go
10: there. I go to Dunkin', but whatever. Whatever
2: you want to go. (laughs) uh, And they are turning around. They're filling your cup up with coffee and you're still giving them a tip. Now you walk into a place that's selling wedding dresses and there she is to help you out. She is listening to the style that you want. She's bringing you all sorts of dresses and stuff like that. And she's there while you're coming in and coming out of the dressing room. Let's say you do purchase there, it makes sense to me, at least from the outside looking in that you would tip on something like that. Well, I, I
4: get I
10: get where you're saying as far as like the input versus output and the the level of attention and detail and care. Um, but one's gonna be a dollar and another's gonna be like maybe a couple hundred dollars. And again, like I I I don't want to come down on the employees. I want to come down on these companies and these corporations. Like, it it should not be the consumer's responsibility. It should be your responsibility to pay your employees what they deserve to be paid. What do you think this is,
7: Europe? It would be nice.
4: nice.
2: Well, this is real life, and this is America, okay? Hey, Janet, you own a bridal shop. Uh, Yes, I do,
3: in Charleston, South Carolina.
2: All right, what's the name of it?
3: A gown boutique of Charleston.
2: All right. You better not say something stupid now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really putting myself out there. All right. So what is the standard now for wedding? Are you supposed to tip?
3: Um, it's definitely been something that we've seen come up in the last like maybe two years and honestly at my store we were having people wanting to tip my stylist but didn't have cash with them so what we've done is we've just added it to like our you know our checkout like clover or whatever you use like square and um, we have options of like other or we have $50, 100 hundred, two hundred. 200 and honestly my thought was our girls spend two hours with these fries Mm -hmm. and give them the most amazing service. And if I'm being asked to tip at my ice cream store where they're paid to scoop ice cream, I definitely think a two hour like private experience where they are getting treated like a queen for a day is is worth it.
2: That does make some sense to me, but let's go ahead and let's argue Kristen's point that you should be paying your employees more right now rather than relying on the tips. Is that, is that,
3: well, I definitely, they get paid and they get paid commission. She was right. I think it's more like this is just like an extra. They don't, they don't count on it for their, um, for their pay, but it's just like a thank you for, you know, they're going to stores where they're not even getting help putting in the dresses. And so it's just a thank you. We don't expect it at all. Like it's just there and there's like, bypass it. We make it really like, hey, don't worry, just pass that. No worries. So we're not like expecting it, but it's just a nice thank you if someone wants to. All
8: right. To, yeah, to me that makes sense. If you just want to throw
4: a little thank you their way. I think you had the most incredible experience ever. Yeah, yeah, once you say yes to the dress. For me, I think it's like Thanks, having Janet. having the tipping screen puts a pressure on yeah. you that you're supposed to. Whereas if I'm in a situation like that, I'll be like, What's your Venmo? and I'll Venmo you a tip. It just it feels for me, and I can't argue she's she's the business owner, you do what you want. And mm-hmm. it's a great idea. She's looking after her staff, but for me, it's more like buying a 600 to to 1000 whatever, $2,000 wedding dress. I expect that service to be there included in the product. That is part mm. of me going to you and instead of ordering it for cheaper online somewhere where it'll just be shipped direct. I see. And then you're paying the seamstress and you might be tipping on the tailoring on top of that. Whereas when I look at something like a food delivery service or coffee, I'm like, I could do this myself I'm too lazy. I'm going to tip you because you are working a grueling job where people probably yell at you and you're probably making minimum wage or less if you're in the restaurant industry. So you know what? Let me try and make your day a little bit better. You just
10: hit the nail on the head. Hey, Katie, good morning. Good morning.
2: What you got?
4: So I personally
3: have not been in this situation, but my mom owned her own bridal shop for many, 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 many years. She made wedding dresses. She sold pre-made dresses. alterations, And I can personally say at 35 years old, I have never seen anybody tip for a wedding dress service. Now, the other thing to that, there's two things. Number one, credit card machines nowadays come standard with the tip option on them and you cannot take it off. Mm -hmm. There is no way to get rid of that option. So a lot of these places that you go, you're like, why am I having to tip? It's not necessarily you're having to tip. It's just they can't take that option off their credit card machine.
2: I see. I got gotcha. you. All right. I appreciate you calling. What a now, great call.
3: If you do want to tip, want to tip just, just a heads up to all the listeners don't tip on your credit card. I don't care whether you're at a restaurant, mm-hmm. whether you are getting service somewhere else. Do not tip on your credit card because that server, the person who's giving you services, they ultimately get taxed on that. Gotcha. Whereas Cash, Venmo, uh, Cash App, They're not going to get taxed
2: on that. Thank you, Nicole. Appreciate you calling. Thank you. Yep. All right. In this email, to give back the engagement ring or not to give back the engagement ring, they had a plan, but one of their moms, Baba, not happy with the arrangement. Abby's got the email.
8: So my ex-fiance and I called it quits last week due to some not so great stuff. He cheated. Yeah, that's not great. (laughs) Now now that we have broken up, there's this whole thing with the engagement ring. First, I should give you a bit of history. He and I have been together for four years. He moved in with me very early on in our relationship. While living with me, I've pretty much paid for everything. He paid me no rent or anything. I paid for all the utilities. I buy the groceries that we both eat. I'm usually the one to cook all the groceries too. The only things he has paid for over the years were his own car, phone, etc., While fighting about his cheating and the breakup, I told him I planned to keep the ring as a sort of reimbursement for all the financial support I'd been providing over our four years. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to now, and his mom is blowing up my phone, insisting I give the ring back. The ring he proposed with was a family ring that he tweaked for the proposal. She's saying the ring is only for women who become part of their family and does not belong to me. Now, I'm not sure if there's some legal or moral obligation to return the ring. However, I would really like to use it as reimbursement. What do you guys think? Do I have to give it back or can I
10: keep it? All right, this is my idea. Maybe it is an heirloom that was tweaked or maybe moms could be lying because, you know, sometimes people don't tell the truth to get what they want. So regardless, if you have the time over the weekend... Tally up the expenses. So go through and figure out how much rent he would have paid, right? Try to figure out like a, some some utilities. Try to come up with like a little bit of the groceries or whatever. Don't go crazy with it, but just like the bare necessities of you all living together and come up with the total and be like, I totally get it that this is a family heirloom and you want to keep this in the family and I want to respect that. Um, you can have it for this dollar amount. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs>
8: I was going to say the exact same thing because it's not about the ring. She doesn't care if she gets to keep the ring. All she wants is the financial mm-hmm. reimbursement. So mm-hmm. I think you hold that ring hostage until homeboy wires you some cash.
2: Especially because he's the one that screwed around. He cheated. All right, He cheated. Relationship is over. And I think legally... Legally, that's a gift, right? It is. Legally, that's a gift. You can't do anything about that.
10: Like you, you can go after her, but yeah, once you, once he proposed and he gave it to her, then there's, there's no getting him and it. And the
2: fact that she's been the one paying for him all these years, I, I think she, sh- I, I think she should keep it.
10: I, I would. <laughs> I would tally up that stuff because I, like, the ring obviously is tainted. I mean, you're going to sell it anyway and get the money, and that's fine. But if if mom is doing this to appease mom so you keep your side of the street clean, oh, my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you the heirloom back for X amount.
9: Get it. The Bird Show. All
10: right. Now, Abby, if you were to hold a singles shower, what would you put on your
8: registry? What got you thinking about this? So I had my cousin's bridal shower last week and, weekend and I was in Tampa and um, I'm one of the maid of honors. So I was kind of in charge of not hosting the whole thing, but I was I was a part of planning it and I had to get the cakes and I had to make sure that, you know, people knew where to find the registry. And I also had to do this thing where when the bride's opening the gifts, you grab the ribbons that are on the, the presents. And I guess you have to make some kind of ribbon bouquet for mm-hmm. her to walk down the fake aisle with when she's doing the rehearsal. Correct. So I took that job very seriously. I sat right by her. I was like, give me that ribbon. And I, I was making the bows the whole time. But I, as happy as I am for my cousin, I want to make sure that I put the disclaimer out here that like, I'm so happy for anybody who's getting married and having a bridal shower and getting showered with gifts, because this really is like a moment where you and your future partner or future husband, future wife should be celebrated. I stand by that a hundred percent. However, <laughs> I was incensed 50% of the time. Like it was 50% of joy, 50% kind of fury. So I'm I'm a long Time, single person. I have never been in a long-term serious relationship. Thought I would be by this point, but here we are. And I was watching all of these gifts just be thrown at her, and I'm like, "This is some BS. She about to split her bills with somebody else. She found the love of her life. I'm out here doing the <laughs> you damn." <was> <laughs> I, 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 I'm
10: out here. i been doing the damn thing by myself. For the last, how old am I? Nine years. Abby's a single mother of one herself. I
7: I
8: take
10: care of myself. Ain't nobody taking care of me. Ain't nobody giving me
8: gifts. I pay my own rent. I buy my own Roomba. Talk
9: that
5: talk, queen.
8: and I'm like, she found the love of her life, and now she gets to be showered with all of these gifts. Why she, they call it a bridal shower? That's, it's it's it, it's so backwards to me. It made me so mad. And it's again, it's it's nothing against her or any bride out there. Like I'm not trying to be like maid of honor Zilla. Like I I'm so glad she got that giant ass bowl where she can put her limes. That was like five hundred dollars. So glad that your that your starter apartment will be complete now but I I'm in I'm going to a lot of weddings this year so I thought you know what while I'm making my singles shower registry let me get some inspiration from the OGs let me see what all my engaged friends are putting on their registry so I can make sure that I stack up that it feels like a very equivalent single shower registry. So, of course, the first one I check out is a a sorority sister of mine. And I'm like, okay, there's a lot of spatulas on here. It's like a West Elm Pottery Barn. And I do the same thing for my cousin. I'm like, it's a lot of the same stuff. But I'm like, let me add it up monetarily. Mm -hmm. Like, how much money are these people throwing at the bride and groom for just getting married? It's a lot. And I I added up the averages. So this is about four weddings I'm going to this year. The average was $8,000, $8,678. Insane. $10,000. And I know how much y'all are spending on these weddings. So do not give me the argument of they're starting their lives together. They need this stuff. Then you would have just gone to your parents and used that wedding fund for your stupid mixing bowls and stuff. (laughs) This is ridiculous. So I really think in the year of our Lord, 2024, Uh And where f- the Barbie movie has brought feminism back. Feminism wasn't here before the Barbie movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we need to create single showers because Gloria Sinem might disagree with you, but that's okay. Keep going. <laughs> Specifically for women because men out here are sleeping on the same Navy sheets wow. they've had since freshman year of wow. college.
9: Yeah. Why wow. We always got to get hated on. Why we can't?
5: want a single shower. <laughs> have,
8: you, have you changed out your sheets since since college? Every week. Every week. <laughs> it's a weekly thing. But they're Navy, right? You have one pillow? No, I
9: have a lot of sheets <laughs> year. <laughs> I don't know where y'all get these ideas do you about have me. He-
8: do you have a headboard?
9: Yes, I okay. do. Nice one. But- Gray, big, all that, clean, all that.
8: That's because you're different. You're better than the others, Mo. Thank you. So I decided that I would create a, a singles registry that I think all single women should have because it's about time that someone started paying our bills too because I've been out here doing it by myself for so okay, long. That is
10: the opposite of feminism, looking for somebody to pay your bills.
8: You yeah, know what? Feminism, <laughs> feminism is you paying your own damn bill. No, fe- 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 no. Yes. Fe- fe- Feminism is the choice women have to have somebody pay your bills. Okay, all right, all right. It's about the choice. If there's a woman out there who doesn't want somebody else to pay their bills, that is her feminist choice. Got it. I believe women have the, the right to choose that. All right, here's my registry. Okay. Number one, every woman, she needs an adult toy, which, oh. by the way, you can go to adamandeve.com and use Abby for 50% off any item. That's, that's, that's
9: the first thing. One of okay.
8: <laughs> I think that's what, what most women need. Uh, number two, okay, you're probably living alone, single women out here. You need a ring security camera because right. you don't have no man sleeping next to you with a baseball bat. That if someone came in, they can't defend your honor. So you got to hire Mister Ring Camera to do that so for if you. So you can't
9: get one on your finger. You put it on your door.
10: <laughs> <laughs> Ow! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that really hurt. <laughs> Show me your ring. Camera. Yeah, so uh, here's, here's what my front door is seeing right now.
7: <laughs>
8: seeing all the men showing up. <laughs> and you can see all the losers you bring home, and you can judge them after the whiskey blanket <laughs> wears off. Okay, speaking of blankets, you also need a weighted blanket. Okay, have someone to hold you at night. Aw. No.
10: <laughs> <laughs> I just need to feel the pressure of a bodice man against me. Need
8: someone holding me up against my mattress. Uh, you need a gift card. To PetSmart so you can buy more cats. Max, okay, okay. <laughs> or cat cat litter for the cats you already own. Uh-huh. speaking to me specifically. Also, um, since you won't have a honeymoon fund, you need a solo vacation fund. Ooh. I want someone to fund my vacation to whatever small town I decide to go to on my solo vacation. And I'm going to take myself on a honeymoon. I deserve a vacation too, even though I don't have love. All right, number six, a Roomba somebody else needs to be cleaning up this apartment. I'm <laughs> I'm sick of all this domestic labor. I'm over it. I need someone. Or like a, dip, <laughs> a gift card for a maid cleaning service. You need that too. Number seven, you ain't have nobody you can steal the hoodies from. So you need your own hoodies. Oh. You got to mm. have lots of hoodies, lots of soft hoodies, big ones, oversized,
7: oversized
8: ones. Number eight, a meal subscription kit. Because the one thing nobody talks about being single, the worst part is you're constantly buying all this food to make meals. Mm. And the food Is constantly going to waste. It goes in your fridge. The lettuce starts to wilt. You think you're going to make salads, and then you realize, I don't want salad, but somebody else could have eaten it. Salads salads are sad, as you are, because you have
4: no one.
7: Yeah.
9: (laughs) That's that's, that's a sad ass salad.
8: (laughs) So having salads to attract a man. <laughs> I'm leaving. I hate it here. Mo, give me one of your hoodies. <laughs> I, I got
9: you. I throw some basketball shorts in there too.
8: All right, my last two. Everyone needs an emotional support water bottle so someone give me a Stanley. <laughs> someone needs to fight for one of those Stanleys for me. Go to Walmart, fight the other women in the aisles. get me a Stanley. And number ten, you need a subscription box for surprises or flowers because no Aww. one's buying you flowers. Yeah, Aww. yeah, it's really sad. Wow. Well, anyway, that That's that
7: was a sad list right there. <laughs> oh my God, it
10: doesn't get any worse. Where can we find your um your single shower registry abs? Oh, I, I I really thought this was hypothetical, but you know what? I'm gonna link it in my Instagram bio. Okay, so you can go to that.
8: <laughs> now, now I'm feeling like Alyssa Milano. Like, yeah, let's let's pay the high profile radio girl. For her vibrator, Adam and, Eve, Adam and Eve is paying her to endorse them. Let's let's get her the vibrator.
9: Get it? The Bird Show.